Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. Tear me apart, Lisa! Because if you were going to be some lame suburban dad, why couldn't you have been that for me? Correction, Homer. You're the second. That's right, Mr. Peabody! Quiet, you. Pizza, pizza, pizza! I'm so excited! I'm so excited! Ever banged an entire bachelorette party, baby? Welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. This is the Half Dozen, and I am Scott Carlin. And I'm Dwight Steh. That's just the half dozen of my name. Oh, okay. I thought you were doing like a Michael Caine impression. No. <laughs> my, my cocaine. My, my cocaine. My name is Dwight Sons. Scott Caine. I'm going to do the whole My Bagel Basket. <laughs> I already lost Now it. you went southern. <laughs> <laughs> That's Michael Caine and Secondhand Lions. I've seen that movie. That movie's not Haley terrible. Haley Joel Osment, right? Yeah, they had to uh, work around that movie because he was hitting puberty. So, like in some scenes, he would sound like himself, and then other scenes, he would sound like this, like you do. He would turn into Grenda. <laughs> if anyone watches a uh, 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 Gravity Falls, Gravity Falls. Uh, so we watched a little music video from Jenny Lewis called "She's Not Me," which is off of her third album, "The Voyager." Okay, so Jenny Lewis was in a musical band called Rilo Kylie at some point, correct? Yes, from uh, early to mid-2000s up until about, I want to say 2006. I'm going to look this up right now. Oh my god, they were formed in 1998. Yep. According to this, years active, 1998 to 2014. But I'm willing to bet that that's just like either like reunion tours or yep. something like that. I didn't. I don't think they cut a new album though. Yeah, discography. They they had a album in 2013. Oh, did it? Called Archives. R K I V E S. Oh, that's just their greatest hits. That's oh, is Archives. It? Oh. Oh yeah. Okay. The one before that was 2007. Yeah. So. <laughs> Archives. Archives. Whatever. Yes, I know. I know what you were talking about. Yeah, that was yeah. The, That was just reunion stuff. They were like a pop punk style, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, they were like mistaken. a Paramore type. Uh, mm-hmm. They were Paramore before Paramore, uh-huh. but they weren't like as intense. They, I mean, Jenny did all the singing. Mm-hmm. I mean, Blake Sofer did. Blake Sofer, who, if you don't know him, he is Johnny the Rat on, um, uh, Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. He was also on Salute Your Shorts. Who was he on Salute Shorts? He replaced Mikey, the the kid, the blonde-haired kid in the first season. Oh, okay. Yep. Cool. So he is a one of my favorite musicians. He is in a band called the Night Terrors of 1920. Does he play the Gortar? He plays the Gortar. Okay. He's a very great guitarist. He's really good. And him and Jenny formed Rilo Kiley, and mm-hmm. that that's a great band. I, yeah, I never listened to it that much. Tiffany, my wife, uh, loved them back in their heyday. I remember she really enjoyed listening to them, but I never really got into them. And I, I listened to them all the time on my Spotify. Mm-hmm. 
I sound like such a girl when I say this, but it's in between listening to them on repeat or the Cranberries. Why does it make you sound like a girl? That's sexist. It's 2018, Scott. Okay. Men can listen to things too and have feelings as well. No, we can't. We have to be dead on the inside. Okay, fine. <laughs> no, uh, it just it just makes me sound like <laughs> I know what you mean. So, such a nerd. There you go. That's a good one. Yeah, like I, I just sound like. Guys, I was listening to the cranberries. I was listening to the cranberries, the Rilo Kylie, and, and I was having a good time with my feelings, guys. I just want to say that how much I miss Dolores O'Riordan. Yeah, I was never really into the cranberries, but it, it does suck. I mean, she was young, too. Like That's like the really I rough just, part about it. I just remember listening to them nonstop with my sister. Like, my sister, she had the boombox. Ooh, did she, I, like, carry it around on her shoulder? No. No, it wasn't, like, a big, like ghetto blaster wow that's what they were called i know but like with all the like the d batteries and everything yeah no this it was just like a plug into the wall it was a plug into the wall but we would listen to their first two or three albums on cassette on uh cd it was a cd player oh fancy fancy, so yeah so every every like what was your first cd my first cd yes oh god um, I, I distinctly remember what my first CD is. And I know what my second one was. I believe my first CD may have been the Aladdin soundtrack. Nice. Okay. Um, I know that I took turns with my sister going back between that and Motown Philly. Because cool. I do love me some Boys to Men. But I believe that was hers. She got she got a three-pack and I got a three-pack. Mm-hmm. She got I got soundtracks and she got Boys to Men, Billy Joel's River of Dreams... In the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. And uh, Get a Grip by Aerosmith. Ooh. And I got Aladdin, and I believe I also got the soundtrack, not Wayne's World. Wayne's World 2? No, it. I think... Oh, it was the Blues Brothers soundtrack, the original. Oh, cool. And then uh, Lion King. Nice. Because I had a Lion King cassette. I just remember, like... Going around the house singing like as Elton John going, "Can you feel the love?" And my mom would just be like, "Scott, can you please stop singing like Elton John?" Shut, shut the hell up, Scott. Mine first CD, Backstreet Boys, Backstreet's Back. Everybody, yeah. I had it on cassette, and then I got it again on CD. I was a nerd. Um, after that, second one, Eve Six. Um, horoscope. Oh, okay. So, uh, not, I was swallowing my pride. Oh. Not that one. Oh, okay. it was the um their here's, second album. Here's to the night. Yep, yep, we, exactly. Because mm-hmm. the uh the first one was on their first album with the fly rubbing its hands together. Okay. But anyways, those were my first. And I remember when I bought that one. Oh, you're talking about ones that you actually bought. Yeah, yeah. My my first oh, CDs. Oh, I'm talking about ones I got oh. as gifts. So for the ones that I actually bought with my own money, mm-hmm. the first I bought four at oh. once, and what I bought was Big Willie Style. Nice. And then I bought Goo Goo Dolls, Dizzy Up the Girl. Mm-hmm. That's solid. And then I Third Eye Blind, Third Eye Blind. Also awesome. And then Modest Mouse. Hey, mo- wow. That's that's. Nineteen ninety eight. Uh, making making nothing. I'm uh, making something out of nothing. Making nothing out of something. Wow, which is Sweet. one of my favorite albums of all time. Uh, my wife got it for me on vinyl. It's, I love it, and it's because there were, um, 
my mom wouldn't let us listen to rap. Makes, well, how She's do you like get Big Willie style then. She wouldn't let me listen to explicit rap, I should say. Like gangster rap. Or... Yeah. I'm like, she's like, are you sure you don't want Lou Bega, Mambo number five? I remember dancing to that at school dances. And I was like, no. And she's like, well, you pick out something. And I, I pulled uh, Melancholy by Smashing Pumpkins. And she's, oh, yep. She's like, this is $45, Scott. Holy crap. Because it was, it was three expensive. CDs. Oh, and it, that's like, right. Because it was right. huge. So then I pulled... Melancholia? Melancholia. Okay. Melancholia, Melancholia. Because I just... I know I loved 1979 and Zero and um, uh, Tonight Tonight. Yep. So then, like a nerd... I remember commercials for that album. Oh, yeah. TV commercials, which was weird. Yep. Because it was the the actual bits of the music videos. Yep, exactly. It was the the and sun and the moon doing like it was like a rocket to the moon or yep. trip it, to the moon. It was yep, like the Jules Verne movie or the, the movie based uh, on the George Melies. Yep, based on the Ju- yeah. Jules Verne. So I go up to the guy. I'm like, "Do you have a Tears for Fears uh, song from the Big Chair?" And they're like, "No." <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and so I'm like, "Okay, do you have uh, what do you have that's new?" And I think it was Modest Mouse. I th- That's cool, though. And and my mom's like, oh, it's a little sketch that they drew by hand. That That's cute. You can get that. Nice. Absolutely, Scott. I, I remember when I bought Eve 6, and I like brought, brought it up to my mother, and I had the money for it, but I, I held it in a very specific way because it had a so tiny— So you swallowed your pride? I choked on the rides. It had a, a tiny little um, parental advisory um, logo in the bottom, like the parental advisory explicit lyrics thing. And I held it with my thumb over it. And I was like, Smart. can I buy this one? And she was like, yeah, that looks okay. And I was like, yes. And I listened to it in the car on my CD player that I had just gotten. And I was like, you know, I specifically like, I don't know, I don't listen to it, but I, I took out the lyric sheet and I looked for all the curse words. And I was like, I'm going to listen to those songs first. Because back then, hearing a curse word was cool. Uh, and I remember... Now I say poop all the time. <laughs> I went in, uh, my sister and I pooled our money. We got, we didn't pool our money, we pooled our... Uh, do you remember coconuts had gift coins? No, coconuts? Our stra- it became strawberries. Oh, okay. I remember strawberries. I never heard of coconuts. It, it was their the Chelmsford equivalent. It was oh, they okay. o- they owned th- strawberries in Nashville. Didn't strawberries become Foye? Yes, or am I eventually. Okay. So yeah, I, it was I, coconuts I never first. went to those stores until they became Foye. It was coconuts first, then it became strawberries, and their gift cards were coins. Oh, that's so cool. if it if it if it had a ten on it, it meant that it was ten bucks. Mm-hmm. So we had we each had fifteen, so we pulled our money and we got like Enema of the State and then the rest of the ones that awesome. So I remember my mom's like, "You can get this Enema of the State, but not the explicit one." So we got the non-explicit. Oh, one. that's funny. But there were still swears. On oh, it. was there really? Yeah, I think that's they were fun. just tricking everyone. I've never listened to the non-explicit version of that. It's so weird, like the non-explicit versions of stuff back in the day. But anyways, so Rilo Kylie. So Jenny Lewis. After uh, Rilo Kylie, she did other stuff, right? She went on her own, and her music is more. See, the type of music I like. My my favorite genre ever is '90s Brit alternative rock. So like Blur, Pulp, Cranberries, mm-hmm. uh, Teenage Fan Club. 
But now I love like that kind of folksy, like bluegrassy. Almost like college rock type stuff. Like, no. So like less Dave Matthews, but more. Uh, more like uh, the Punch Brothers and like Nico Case. and Okay. And like what Johnny Cash would have been like if he didn't die. Is that okay. too dark? <laughs> no, that's fair. He's been dead for like 10 years. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hurt myself today. I hurt myself today. It's um, a really good song. Yeah. So like the Punch Brothers, Modest Mouse, like that that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Jenny Lewis falls into that category. So. um, Holy crap. Johnny Cash has been dead for 15 years. <laughs> oh, we're terrible. 2003. People. Sorry. Um, So she had two albums before her most recent album, The Voyager. Mm-hmm. And those other ones were, you know, they were more to prove that she could go out on her own. She did a cover of a Traveling Wilbury song, Handle With Care. And it, it's good. Mm-hmm. Like, those two albums I love. I listen to them all the time. But The Voyager was, like, her breaking out and, like, just saying who she was. Okay. So and it was, like, her first, like, not real album, but it was, like, one where she, like, it was like took it in a different direction type of deal. It was a more personal album. There we go. That's that's a good and it descriptor. Was, it was produced by um Ryan Adams. Not Brian Adams, not Summer of Sixty Nine. <laughs> Ryan Adams, who um used to be married to Mandy Moore. Summer of seventy. No. Go. He uh he did um uh that the nineteen eighty nine album. He he did all of um Taylor Swift's nineteen eighty nine. He oh, redid that's, it. That's what you're talking about. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. I remember what you're talking about. And he he like he, remixed it like completely, right? He he or, sang all the songs. That's he, right. But he like it. he like made them different genres. Yeah. Right. And I it's remember. great. Cool. And he's one of the best producers working out there. Mm-hmm. And he's a great songwriter. Anyways, uh, ninety nine was when Building Nothing Out of Something. That's when I bought it. So cool. it was that time. Um. So. She wrote this album called The Voyager, and one of the songs on it is called She's Not Me. Um, the music video, the message is she's not the child actor she once was. Yeah, the music video, like that's the main reason we watched this is because it references all of the stuff that she had been in as a kid, which was really interesting. Like, um, I don't know, it starts off with like her and the Golden Girls with like Fred Astaire. <laughs> you mean Fred Armisen? Uh, that's it, Fred Armisen. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, the actors she gets to be in her music videos. Um, are amazing because her other music video, her first one that she did for this album, mm-hmm. just one of the guys, is Anne Hathaway, Brie really? Larson, and Kristen Stewart. That's awesome. And this one is Vanessa Bear from SNL, Fred Armisen from SNL, Feist, Zo- Zosiah Mamet from Girls. Yeah, she played like Shoshana or whatever her name is. Sh- I think. Shoshana is the character she played, but. Sure. Zo- I've never Z O S I A S. That one. David Mamet's daughter. Sure. That's who she is. Um, and Leo Fitzgerald. 
who mm-hmm. I love, Leo Fitzgerald. And the, the music video is Vanessa Bear is Betty White, mm-hmm. and Fred Armisen is Estelle Getty, and then Zo- Mamet is uh, B. Arthur. And then the next scene is uh, True Beverly Hills, and now Vanessa Bear is um, Shelley Long. Mm-hmm. And it's hysterical because she's just like saying she is not this person anymore. Yeah, the song was pretty catchy. It was um, it, it was a good song. I enjoyed it. It also opened up with um, her on TMZ, but it was ZMZ. Mm-hmm. Former child star Jenny Lewis arrested. Yeah, she was in like prison or something like that. Yep. She had like the the handcuffs on. And I think that was a reference to Corey Feldman. Oh, probably. How many other child stars have been arrested? Like a billion of them. Yeah, but she was never arrested. True. Yes, I know. But she, I mean, like... she is, she is in that club of like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Tobey Maguire, where they grew up to actually have careers. True. Jake Gyllenhaal too. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot. Elijah Wood. A lot of people did. did it's just know? like some of them. You hear about a lot of child stars just kind of going nuts and off the rails, and she never. Macaulay did. Culkin. Yeah, he's cleaned himself up. Have you seen pictures of him oh, recently? Yeah. He like looks he's healthy. A, he's a dreamboat now. Yeah, he looks healthy. I'm like really happy for him. <laughs> Glad you kicked that white horse. Have I talked about how on this how I want him, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern to do a sequel to um Home Alone? Hard R about them trying to come in and kill him again in the like now. You mean uh, Saw? Yeah. I would love to see a Home Alone. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a, a Saw version of Home Alone. Make it happen. <laughs> Netflix, make it happen. That'd be perfect for Netflix or HBO. Yeah. Just like a Any just a nostalgia. Mini-series. Amazon Prime. Um, there we go. So, what I loved about... A, the song is really good. Uh, mm-hmm. Ryan Adams does the guitar on it. And and it's just so good that <laughs> I, I have that guitar riff stuck in my head all the time. And Fred Armisen as Fred Savage... In the Voyager, that was funny. It's so funny. Well, the Voyager, but it, that was ripping I on mean, the Wizard. The Wizard, but the, the name Voyager of it was is called the, the name, Voyager. The Voyager is the name. Yeah, of he's, the album. he's wearing the um, that I like this part because he's wearing the power glove and he's like making the guitar. Uh, yeah, like it looks like he's playing the guitar, but he's not really because he's just like waving his hand around, but he's doing it to the beat of the guitar or the tune of the guitar, and it was funny and fun, and I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> This brings up something. The movie poster for The Wizard. Yes. We didn't talk about this in the podcast. Fred Savage never wears that damn glove. True, but he's wearing it in the thing, in the poster. That pisses me off, because I thought that like he was going to just like punch Lucas in the face and put on the glove. Well, he never even plays video games in the movie. He's just like... He's just there, like, at lot, all. How do I put this nicely? He's He's like... The hype man or the pimp for his brother, like he's the Tom Cruise for the ma- for the main character. He doesn't really do anything except for like force his younger brother to do things. As Jenny we Lewis about does everything. One. She does. She's the brains of the operation, and that's why she went on to write music. Yep. It's weird because everyone who was the three leads in that movie are still acting or making music or directing. Oh, Little Big League is. Yep. He sure is. What's he done since Little Big League? Uh, I mean, they haven't been big things, and I think it's been mostly theater, but... Oh, so you're a liar. No, I'm well, kidding. Theater counts. Yes, theater does count. I agree. 
I think like the second stage theater in New York and stuff like that. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um. So, Jenny Lewis. She got her start in a little commercial called Toys R Us. She was one of the original, I don't want to grow up, I'm a Toys R Us kid. Oh, man, I loved the Toys R Us stuff back in the day. And she was the little girl in the the pile of stuffed animals. Yeah, you had mentioned that. I, I like, briefly remember that image. Like, I don't recall. It was, it was kind of riffing on E.T., right? Or am I making that up? Like, I don't I mean, remember it probably. super hardcore. I think it was just trying to be, like, homey. Oh, uh, okay. So, but she references that in this in this video yeah, as well. Yeah, and the tricycle, too, because she's also on a tricycle. I remember that. Yeah. That, that part was funny because she clearly falls over twice while on the tricycle. I don't know if that was a reference to the commercial. No. I don't think it was. But the second time she does it, she mouths, like, ow, that, that fucking hurt or something yeah. like that, which is really funny. Um... And then uh, she was on, like, a TV show. It was a sitcom about priests. I forgot what it was called. I couldn't, like, I looked at her IMDb, and I, they're just names. None of them jumped out as, like, girl in priesthood type thing. So I don't know what it was. Yeah. So that was the Hellville one. Everyone thought it was supposed to be a riff on Pleasantville, but. Uh, oh, I'm watching this commercial right now. I remember this. Yep. I remember this. Oh, my God. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. it's fine. She's a really good songwriter. Like, her lyrics are really good. Remember the night I destroyed it all When I told you I cheated And you punched through the drywall I took you for granted When you were all that I needed Not just this song, but uh, the song that opens up the Voyager is called uh, "Head Underwater," and um, sounds safe. It's it's basically uh, like the amount of stress she's going through. It's like her head is underwater and she's like being pressed down. Oh, it's a metaphor. It is. All of her songs are metaphors. Um, and just one of the guys is basically like how guys can get away with anything, and she wishes like girls could just be one of the guys and get away with crap. Makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. So, what did you actually think of this music video? I thought it was cute. Um, I understood most of the references, mostly because you had already told me, like, oh, she was on the Golden Girls and she was on this. So, it, it was it was fun to, to see that. And the rest of it was just kind of like simple dancing. But it was still cute. Like, music videos nowadays are a lot more streamlined and less elaborate and exorbitant. Like... Less so than they were in the 90s to early 2000s, because obviously that industry has kind of like gone kaputs. I just, speaking of, you talking about Enema of the State earlier, I was listening to um, Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 did like this, uh, I, it was for some YouTube thing or an interview where he like went through every single Blink-182 music video and he was talking about just like, oh, the idea for this one was this, the idea for this one was this. And as he got to like the later ones, he was like, this is interesting because we used to have a budget of like $5 million for a music video, and now you're lucky if you have 50000 So it's just amazing how that industry has shifted. And so for a clearly low-budget music video, what they ended up doing was a cute little reference to her past, and it was it was, it was fun and neat to watch. It was I, I enjoyed it. 
would it make you want to like listen to her music? Uh, the music more would have made me want to listen to the music. I enjoyed the song. Um, I mean, a music video is not going to like. Typically, for me, a music video is is for a band that I already like that I'm going to watch. So the music, I enjoyed it. I would probably listen to it. Um, I don't know if I'm going to actively seek it out, but if I hear it on Pandora or Spotify, then I'll definitely, uh, I won't next it, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, she was, she promoted the song on Jimmy Kimmel and Ryan Adams actually performed with her, which is kind of unheard of. Um, but like when, when he comes out and starts playing, everyone's like, Oh my God. (laughs) And apparently on this album, she uh, she offered a free copy of it to Ryan Adams because he produced it. And he's like, no, I'm okay. <laughs> you just didn't like it? or just, No, no, he uh, liked he, the he, album. He prefers to buy things? or It was like, I guess he's one of those people who doesn't like to listen to his work. Oh, that makes sense. I know so, exactly how so that is. It had nothing to do with the fact that, like, he thought that the album was bad. He didn't want to hear himself play guitar because he spends his life hearing himself play guitar. Honestly, that, that's interesting because, like, um, you obviously hear yourself play guitar every time you play it. But I guess listening to it is is different. It's like that. Um, have you heard that Unzi's Ansari joke where he talks about uh, going to Kanye's house and Kanye's listening to his own album? No, he, he's talking about like he got asked to hang out with Kanye, and he goes over to his house, and he's like sitting there listening to his own song. And he's like, "Dude, you listen to your own music?" He's like, "Yeah, this song is dope." And he was like, "That'd be that's weird. That'd be like if I was listening to my own jokes." He'd be like, "Ha ha ha ha, that's funny." <laughs> well, Donald Glover said something very similar, and when he used to do stand up, that he was listening to his first album. Mm-hmm. To, to test it out because, like, he had to hear it on, like, speakers to make sure that it sounded okay. Makes sense. And uh, he was going on a date with a girl, and she's like, is this you? And he goes, yeah. And she's like, you listen to yourself? That's really pretentious. <laughs> I do remember that joke, yeah. Um, But the fact that she's still working today, she's still touring. Yeah, she's 42. Also, yeah, for she, her. she's 42, and she looks great. Yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. Like... She's- Still super, I, I would have thought pretty. she was in her 30s. I, looking at her, I'm like, oh, she's only a couple years older than me. But no, she's over 10 years older than me. Crazy. Babysitter principal, dude. <laughs> hey, girl, hey. Um, but yeah, so going back, so we watched The Wizard. We already talked about that. Um, what was it like having to go through the stuff you liked and pick it out for Dwanuary? Oh, um, it was... It was fun. I, I I didn't want to go. The hardest thing that I had was I wanted to pick some things, and I didn't end up going with them. But I wanted to pick some things that I really enjoy that we probably wouldn't have done otherwise. But what that would have ended up, I, I think I, I don't know if I talked about this on it. I wanted to do that seventy show. I think I talked about this. That seventy show is my favorite show of all time. But with What's currently going on with one of the actors, specifically Danny Masterson, there's been some like allegations put towards him recently, and I just in good conscience didn't think that I could do something devoted to something like that where we were bringing light on that subject, blah, 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 blah. The implication. The implication, speaking of which, uh, It's Always Sunny is awesome. So I went with It's Always Sunny, which I feel like was a... I think it's a safe bet, but 
from what I can gather, not that many people actually watch the show. That I can, I think, because it's, it's it's very niche and it's very dark. It's so the average person I don't think enjoys it. He says as he pushes up his nose and makes one of the normies. Well, you uh, did convert someone because after we did it, uh, Haley and I have been binge watching it. Oh, it's good. It's dark, but it's good. We had to take a break and watch something lighter. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I also wanted to do. Um, there's this TV show that I love called Home Movies, and I don't know if you know anything about it. Oh, but I I watched it on the first run. Yeah, Home Movies is awesome, and it's uh, it's got H. It, it's it, well, yeah, it's it's Lauren Bouchard, I think is the name, the, how you pronounce the name, and that's the person who does Bob's Burgers. So it's a lot of um, Bob's Burgers cast is on it, like um, the not not Hugo, but Ron Hugo's partner is played by. Um, I forget his name right now, but uh, Brendan's teacher from um, Home Movies. I mean, obviously, McGurk is Bob, which is a giant thing. So every time I hear Bob on Bob's Burgers, it makes me so happy because I love Coach McGurk. Lauren Bouchard created uh, Dr. Katz. Yep. And he he just keeps using H. John Benjamin. Mm -hmm. Because he's awesome. And for a while, he he did uh, him and... H. John Benjamin produced a show for Adult Swim called Assy McGee. I remember Assy McGee. That was weird. It was literally an ass that was was like a hard-boiled detective. And it fired a gun, too. Yes, out of his um, butt. Yeah. Well, his face. So, yeah, I mean, home movies is great. Yeah, it is awesome. But also, I was go- Paula Poundstone's on it. I was going to be... Yes, she is. I was going to be doing... I think she's only on the first couple episodes, and then they switched. I might be wrong. But, um... So I was wa- I was going to do that, and I definitely was going to do a Turtles, and then I was like, oh, I also want to do a Futurama, but I didn't want to do three animated shows in a row, so I just kind of compromised, and then we also mediumly ran out of time. Right. Um, so I'm I'm very happy with my choices because those do represent what I love, but I don't don't feel like I went enough obscure with them for my own tastes, if you know what I'm saying. But I still had a really good time. And, like, we had already done, like, a Dragon Ball Z episode, which I would have totally done mm-hmm. as well. But things like that. And we've already done an Office episode. So we've already covered a lot of my bases. The only other thing I can think of maybe would have been, like, Scrubs. But that's really Tiffany's thing. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But overall, I, I'm, I'm very happy with my choices. And I think they went over really well. Yeah. And the Parks and Rec one was great. Parks and Rec is fantastic. It's a great show. But that's also kind of more of a Tiffany's thing. So I felt like I was like co-opting it. But I love Parks and Rec. Specifically, I love Andy. So mm-hmm. Tiffany and I did... Um, I don't know if I talked about this on, on the podcast. No. But... And I, I wasn't going to bring it up because yeah. it was in my place. <laughs> I don't know if we know what we're talking about. I'm talking about you, Halloween costumes. Yeah, you going as... Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, for... um, I don't know why that wouldn't be your place. That's your life. <laughs> I guess, fair. <laughs> it, but, it would be like you being like, oh, hey, yeah, you wore mouse ears in Disney World. <laughs> like, I guess. Um, So we, for Halloween, a couple years ago at this point, we went as Andy and April, specifically from this episode. Tiffany went as Janet Snakehole, and I went as Burt Macklin, FBI. And it was fun. You just went on a honeymoon. You want to talk about that? Or no? Oh, yeah, I mean, we're going to kind of talk about it when we when we do. Yes, just kidding. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'll talk about one part. I, I went to Universal, and mm-hmm. it was amazing. Yeah. Um, and we got picked for the – we wore this little name tag that said Honeymoon, mm-hmm. and we got picked to 
pick wands. At the Harry Potter world. Yeah, so at Ollivander's, we got chosen to do the wand ceremony. Mm -hmm. And my wife, it, she loved it. Dream can come true. Getting Obviously. To, for me, I felt like a jerk because <laughs> I saw all these kids who were there to, to get picked. And they clearly didn't care. They wanted to be picked. And there was one girl who went four times or three times that day and I was standing next to her mom and her mom looked at me like I was the biggest prick on the face of the earth. It's not your fault. You had no choice over it. I know. It's not like you like what would you be like, no, pick her instead. You're, I know what would Haley have said, Scott? Haley would have been like, No, screw you, I'm getting my wand. <laughs> yes. But but my dad says that I'm so empathetic that if I got punched in the nose, if you got punched in the nose, mine would start bleeding. <laughs> so like, I felt bad. But then standing next to my wife and this beautiful story that the wand master told about like these two sharing the same heart of the same dragon, I was like, no, what? Screw the kids. <laughs> I'm about to pay like sixty dollars per wand here. You overpaid. Actually, no, they are expensive. Like fifty. Oh, they were the the they electronic were the ones. Right? They were the electronic. When, when, when I when I only bought the the base ones that didn't have all the fancy. Oh, we wanted to do that, but but the special chosen ones didn't have a choice, did you? They're still cool. They are very cool. And I mean, the best part for me was uh, going to Simpsons World because, as you know, if you listen to this podcast, <laughs> I am a diehard Simpsons fan. And also, one of my favorite characters is Sideshow Bob, and he is the focus of the of the Simpsons ride. Of the new Back to the Future Simpsons ride. <clears throat> and I will always call it the Back to the Future ride. And I love Kelsey Grammer, and I, I just love it. And they had a guy in a Sideshow Bob like costume, and I wanted to have my picture taken with him, but then I saw that they had uh, Surly, one of the Duffs. Mm-hmm. And I had my picture taken with Surly <laughs> instead. Nice. Um, because that's one of my favorite lines ever of anything is when, uh, you got to help him. Surly only looks out for Surly. Oh, I'm sorry, Surly. Shut up. <laughs> I use that all the time when someone's like, I'm sorry, Scott. I go, shut up. I'm sorry, Scott. Shut up. Nice. So, yeah. Very cool. I mean, also... Universal, I can't say enough nice things about them because they they gave us free desserts. They wanted to make sure that we had the best time. They cut us on some of the rides, not not like Gringotts or anything, but mm -hmm. we did get, you know, pushed ahead on one of the Harry Potter rides. Nice. can't remember if it was the Hogwarts Express or if it was the Forbidden Journey. We when we went it was Hogwarts Express for us like they let us jump the line on that one which yeah. was cool. It it's neat that they do that. We didn't get that much preferential treatment, but the fact that like some people see it and do it, it really does go the extra mile to make you feel special while you're there. I I love Universal. I love Disney. I love theme parks in general. So I love Universal more. I I love. So here's the thing. Um, I'm gonna talk about the other part of it more, which is Disney. We'll talk about yeah. that on the next podcast. However, Epcot. Yeah, tomorrow. Sorry, go. <laughs> Epcot was um was great. 
I, I hated it as a kid. Oh, yeah, because it's boring as a kid. Oh, and who I cares know. about the, the, the worlds and whatever? As an adult, it's so neat. It's like, awesome. All the languages, all the all the cultures, all the, I don't know. What was your favorite What was your favorite um, country? Uh, my favorite country? Yep. Japan. Me too. Easily. It's so cool. It's not just that it's cool, but A, it was the cheapest meal we ate there. <laughs> that makes sense. B... They were so kind to us in the restaurant. Oh, that's nice. And they gave us, you know, they gave us, they, ori- they origamied um, wedding rings for us. Oh, cool. And they put it, when they delivered our free dessert, mm-hmm. they gave us a free moose cake, which nice. was green tea and sponge Ooh. cake. It was really good. And then I also got to eat ramen. Real where, ramen. It's <laughs> different than instant. Where when we went to Italy for dinner, they're like, here's a $30 chicken parm. Here's your bill. Get out. Yeah. Ah, well, you can't, you can't go into these things oh, no, expecting no. to no, get no. free I would, stuff. No, no, I would never like go that's... in expecting to get... But, but they were so kind in Japan. And like in Italy, the, they this restaurant had a backed up line and they were uh, clearly so not just, prepared. Just get out of my, get out of my face. And but it, the food was really good there too. That's like cool. the food's great in Disney World. It really is from the, for the most part, especially if you go into like the the fancier dining as opposed to like their burgers and fries type stuff. But man, Disney's Disney's great. Yeah, expensive but great. So what are we doing next? Speaking of Disney, um, we are going to be taking a stop. We did Scott's crush. Now we're going over to my crush. Uh, growing up, I loved Boy Meets World. And I grew up loving Topanga. So we are going to stop at Boy Meets World, and we're going to specifically watch the Disney episode because it's one of the best ones. It is. And, you know, I could have had a crush on Topanga, but I always had a thing for Mrs. Matthews. No, okay. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> that did take me over. I was like, okay, fine. No, no. Um, If I was going to pick no, Daniel Fisher was awesome. Yeah, Daniel Fischel had a crush on her, but actually, of Corey's girlfriends, the one who I actually had a crush on was um, Wendy. Which one was she? Oh, that, that name sounds familiar. I don't remember. It was the was one that. where he, uh, in high school, he starts dating Wendy um, because he needs a date, and then Sean says, ask this girl out, mm-hmm. and then she's in two episodes. Is that Daniel Harris? No. No, oh, okay. No, Daniel Harris is uh, what's his name's, uh, Frankie, not Frankie, uh, Har- Harley's Harley sister. Harley's sister, that's what it is. But, yeah. uh, this girl was the the bad girl in uh Casper. Okay. Yep. She yep. was also in Milk Money. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, their love story, their their relationship was mm-hmm. very bittersweet and sad and. Because doesn't he leave her because he wants to get back with Topanga or something like that? No, it's because she finds out that he only asked her out because he needed a date to a dance. That's right. And that's when he imagines them as an old married couple. And he's like Jerry Stiller. (laughs) But yeah. Awesome. But anyways, that's what we're doing next week. So yeah, you can watch it. And you know, just it's on Hulu. Yeah. Yeah, all of the TGI Friday stuff. So whenever we do an episode of TGI Friday, it is on Hulu that you can watch with us. If you watch The Wizard and you're mad at us, you know, it was a $2 rental. So. Deal with it. 
Yeah. All right. So until next time, I'm Scott Kerlin. I'm Dwight Stearns. Bye. Bye.